drinking champagne on Lakeshore Drive, 89 miles per hour. A small road, wearing a tuxedo, very sharp. There was a party at the hotel downtown Chicago. This is my town. I should never be driving this car. Oh no! I shouldn't be driving this car. So welcome to It's Been a While podcast, everybody. We are joined here by a very special guest, Univore, uh, Nick Flandro and Dave Bachman. Thank you very much for joining us here on our show. This, uh, our, you know, our uh, podcast, very much the, the premise of it is looking into strange, you know, characters on the Internet, strange viral videos on the Internet. And uh, this, this one is important to kind of telling some, some context of that, but it's also important to us very personally because uh, Champagne Taste gets played about every two or three months on our TV downstairs on random uh, YouTube deep dives. And uh, so, yeah, you, you're, uh, you're popping up periodically in our household. <laughs> That's good to hear. We appreciate that. And, and thanks for inviting us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, we live also in Champaign, so it's a little bit different than uh, than Champaign. We're uh, about two hours south of Chicago, which I think you guys were at for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so our, you know, it's a little bit uh, spelled differently, but Champagne taste does have a little extra meaning for us <laughs> too there. Now, Dave here found you off a cracked article from uh, a while back, and uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that cracked article, but I got uh, I have your mention here. Um, you were number five out of ten for uh, pretty good, yeah, yeah, pretty halfway for uh, strange uh, must see YouTube videos uh, by a, a gentleman named John Cheese. I'm not sure if that's his uh, actual uh, birth given name or not. Uh, but I, yeah, I figured I'd read it real quick in case uh, you're unfamiliar or if, or if it's, it's been a while. But uh, this is one of those rare videos that's so bad you initially think it's been set up that way on purpose. Like maybe you're fishing for a Rebecca Black type of viral explosion or something. But looking at their about page, you realize Univore is totally sincere as a musical group and has in fact released three albums. The video itself is a triathlon of bad lip syncing, horrible music, and some of the worst effects you're likely to ever see, but I can't stop watching it. It's five minutes and 15 seconds of pure unapologetic sadism, punishing you for ever having the tenacity to enjoy music as a whole. And yet three days after seeing this video, I still find myself cleaning the house while singing. Oh, no, I shouldn't be driving this guy. <laughs> now, a little a little bit harsh, but uh, yeah. What, what, what do you guys <laughs> have to say I mean, about it? I take umbrage to the bad music um, comment, <laughs> frankly. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to pick up, I'm not actually trying to pick a fight with John Cheese, but um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I understand 50% of the spirit of that review. That's Fair what enough. I call it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I thought there was some, some cool music in there, some cool licks. I no, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And put it, down, but, the know. definition of catchy. Cause uh, I feel like he walks it back a little too. Kind of yeah. walks it back yeah. and gives us a little like, you know, he does yeah. get out of my head. So. And Cracked, first and foremost, is a comedy website. It's not actually a <laughs> yeah, serious yeah, yeah. music you know, review or anything like that. I think right, right. the other number one uh, video in that was a mashup of Justin Bieber's uh, Baby and Psychosocial by Slipknot. <laughs> so uh, Quite a list to be on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I absolutely remember when that was posted because that was one of the kind of like a big viral moment for the video. Definitely, it had yeah. like a couple things before that, but then... I think that one just like it really cracked it into a right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's still it's under like you know half a million, but that really pushed it to uh, a couple hundred thousand at least. Yeah, and it definitely has a severe like the the cult following is strong. Like the people that love it adore it, and sure. it really does fit perfectly in you know a, a landmark of 2010 internet of kind of what <laughs> it was a, truly like a lawless wasteland of uh you know <laughs> w w w where people could uh you know the the for bar sure. was being set truly at that point. I feel like for where the internet is kind of today in terms of the the humor of it all. <laughs> someone someone described it. I don't even know where. I don't even know if it's it was in the comment section, but it was like they're calling it like vaporwave art brute which i felt like oh that's kind of cool i'll take that like that's yeah yeah because cool. <laughs> it had kind of that weird like internet art vibe to it with the weird japanese cap captions which were purely intentional for kind of like a what the fuck reaction to it but um <laughs> yeah i mean um I, yeah. I do also i also remember this one tiny bit of minutiae where we were getting a lot of comments about how 
uh, Marco Caselli's hair was the clouds were moving in one direction, <laughs> but his hair was moving in the other one. And mm-hmm. I just like it just a th- I know that wasn't in the review that you just read, but like that just sort of sparked a memory of of me appreciating people's attention to detail. Yeah. Like the, the stupid details of that of that video. So I just wanted to add, yeah, add some of the fever dream to it all. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. No reality is correct within that. Video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, we'll, we'll dive a little bit into that in a little bit, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about you gentlemen for a little bit. So uh, the name origin, um, you know, was there any specific reason, you know, Univor by definition is kind of something that eats one food. Um, so was there anything that specifically sparked it? It's a cool ass name. So, I, you know, that, that alone makes it make sense. But I was wondering if there's any sort of <laughs> driving force now. <laughs> I mean, do you remember Nick? Because <laughs> I, I like sure we were, we were kicking not. around. Yeah, we were kicking around different ideas. I think we. I liked. I liked the ending vor. Yeah. I just felt that was cool. But there's bands like Carnivore, and we didn't really want to go there. Um, I think we maybe. I think there might even be a band out there called Omnivore. And then just the idea of like a, a prefix, which isn't, you know, hasn't been attached to vor at least at that point. I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of weird and interesting. <laughs> and then and then a friend of ours came up with an interesting way to kind of like. <clears throat> retrofit a definition to it but we won't go there just yet unless Dave would like to share that but uh, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know I, I, that's kind of how I remember it. we were just uh, yeah good I, I mean just like the, the sound of it the ring of it definitely yeah and you know yeah. good names just stick you know ours started as kind of an inside joke of uh you know the song it's been a while by stained all of a sudden um someone would say it's been a while and for whatever reason we would just sing it as that little hook like whenever anybody accidentally yeah. said just it's been a while and you know when we were coming with the podcast we're like well it needs a name and what somebody said it made the joke in the brainstorming session it was like oh well that's, that's perfect people say it all the time easily branded so uh when we talked to a couple people where uh, the name recognition is if you can Google it and essentially nothing comes up, but you pretty good name, you know, <laughs> so yeah. right. that is true. That is true. And yeah. I, I don't know. To, uh, are we still in the top, like five Google hits of Univor, Nick? I, I would oh, hope so. I, it's number one. Yeah, champagne taste yeah. Number okay, one good. Sure. <laughs> free, yeah. free SEO or search engine optimization <laughs> there. Just cool. There's like I mean, a couple. It, yeah. There's like, I think there's a, maybe like a French, like, food magazine called Univore now maybe i don't know i feel feel like there's something else around there and then there's a uh, truck called the Univore made by like international i think i don't know you have to look you have to look that up but it's like this big i don't know it's like a a six-way collab make that work i I was i was just i was slightly afraid that one of these years our name would be co-opted by some like startup software company and we'd get you know bumped down but yeah, it's crazy yeah. what word can all of a sudden like vine, like, you know, yeah. it had no meaning before the platform in like 2015. All of a sudden, that's like what will come up if you search that very simple part of a uh, biology. So, yeah, that, that is definitely a legitimate concern is like, oh, shit, all of a sudden something just takes it over. <laughs> but how did you two meet? Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> we met in high school when we were Damn, okay. we, we were 14 years old. Nice. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think we just hit it off immediately. We had, we were just weird people. Um, and we enjoyed <laughs> same kind of music. Um, mm-hmm. Nick was, Nick was always interested in starting something, um, mm-hmm. and usually convincing others to join him. Uh, and that, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad he did because <laughs> others of us like myself might not have thought to actually, uh, start that sort of relationship and maintain it over these years, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, get the ball rolling is vital, and, and, and it doesn't seem as, as much as it, it, it really is, but like it, it is a skill that is very much uh, appreciated when it's there. <laughs> yeah, like anything yeah. to add to, add to our history? No, I mean, like, you know, definitely, uh, well, like, you know, Ben and I, uh, and a guy I used to do music with, like, we, we went to the same grade school, and then we all went to high school together. We're joined the same high school as Dave, and we were always trying to start a band and Dave was one of the guys that was really a great guitarist. And so, I mean, that's kind of like, I think where it started and then, you know, good sense of humor, you know, same sense of humor and stuff like that. And then eventually actually, I mean, you, we played in high school little occasionally, um, but then in, in uh, after school, we formed another thing called the junk. And then with, with that same guy I referenced Ben, our friend Ben Scoach. Um, and then, yeah, he moved out of town. You moved back into town in Chicago and then you started to do the board. That's yeah. a very, condensed version of the musical history there but 
Always go. trying to make videos too. I mean, that was yeah. like another thing we like doing. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, that your your music definitely walks a line between you know a little bit of humor, uh, at the very least, inject injected into it, and the definitely absurdity. Yes. Yeah. EP. Which is yeah. uh you know something that works that you know very well in that in that uh you know 2010 the the real uh the absurdity of of music videos. I think that's when some honestly some of like the best strange hits came out. Uh, but yeah. So where where does it really you know kind of like obviously the foundation of it is music um but i guess where does it really like kind of start and stop uh because a lot of your videos have like so a lot of lore kind of injected into the descriptions and stuff so it really is quite a like a storytelling musical comedy experience all kind of wrapped up uh together so it's just like where, where's the line i guess with uh with what that you try to walk with it all yeah i appreciate that i mean we take uh, the descriptions very seriously dave's a mfa creative writer or writer um i don't know um I, I do stuff in video production but like yeah we want every piece of it to be kind of like supporting uh our absurdity i suppose and yeah. you know sometimes even if the music is a little or seemingly serious i feel like we try to always put a little absurdity in there um doesn't sound like a very fun answer Dave. <laughs> <laughs> i mean well, no no it's definitely you know like the it's just it's definitely fun to keep things light you know sometimes our stuff has, has treaded slightly more serious but you know at the end of the day a little bit of comic relief definitely is uh <laughs> important to to it all but but yeah no i was just kind of wondering on exactly where because it, it, it is a lot different than a lot of other bands um which i feel like are either strictly one or the other um and and, and you know either the lore is everything or or nothing um, in a lot of other music so you guys just kind of have this three-part venn diagram that really i feel like you nail each part pretty pretty well and equally <laughs> yeah, i think dave and i have complementing skill sets like dave is writer and musician and i'm like a pseudo producer okay decent with software and music and video and i like artistically i i do appreciate when we either make the decision or it just works out that there's some sort of tasteless or uncomfortable <laughs> element that clashes with like actually really, I, what I think is really beautiful melodic music. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we made a video a few years back like in, for a track Indulgences, <laughs> which is a, um, an instrumental. And we, you know, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out because okay. I think it's a really beautiful tune. But again, we wanted to work a, a few elements of the absurd as you call it. And, and that's sort of tasteless into the actual mm -hmm. visual accompaniment to the to the tune and i think it, i think it's really cool when we can work that out definitely know, yeah what I think a lot of people like in the comments say like i came here to laugh kind of but i'm very much now uh, uh, obsessed and this is now part of my daily playlist on uh you know they, like they they came here to think like expecting the comedy um that the champagne taste kind of make, makes it out to be but then they're like mm. well damn I'm, I'm hooked <laughs> yeah there's there's definitely i think a you know not to overanalyze it, but there's a bit of like an evolution for sure. Like obviously Champagne or Caselli project, the whole album is, you know, was originally like, okay, we're going to make this, it's a concept album with Marco and that's, you know, and that drove pretty much every creative decision, like musically, yeah. uh, lyrically, you know, and yeah, everything, everything. Um, and then, you know, then we're like, well, we still want to, you know, do music stuff and, and keep Marco involved in the, in the production end of it too. And I, and I even work with him later on, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like our, we definitely have, you can, if you took the time to like, not that you didn't, but like if you listen to all seven, soon to be eight albums and whatever little soundtracks in between, like, right. I think you'll see a little, an interesting- Maturation? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but like, not a, yeah, like, I mean, it definitely, yeah, before, it, you know, when we started, it was definitely like a little more like uh, throwing a little more of the dissonance. Uh, the absurdity has been constant, I believe. Even if like the production value gets higher, I think you still need to throw in just enough of that, like, you know, Marco putting on stockings or something. And, yeah, don't forget your roots. You <laughs> you know, just just to kind of, you know, shake it up a little bit. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. So any like but musically, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going. No, you're, you're good. I was just gonna ask, like, specifically any sort of music videos or music in general that really, uh, you know, 
draw some inspiration from or were like okay i gotta be like this guy there's a couple things that i you know in media that i've seen where i got actually jealous almost to where i was like damn i wish i i wrote that or i made that or something so like i was wondering if there was any moments of like that where it was definitively like oh i want to be like that <laughs> hmm. good think, question <laughs> is that more of a question of uh like visual or just musical you think either or you know because they, they do you know you both have like they're their distinct tastes uh you know that in that work perfectly together the way you guys kind of like arrange it um but like that i feel like you know potentially could have been discovered from different genres and stuff and then you know blended to to be univore <laughs> oh well i mean dave you want to answer that first and that i have i probably have an answer sort of i mean i don't have a a fully baked answer to that question um but i was always i was really enjoyed <laughs> I'm being serious. The music video for Elton John's I'm Still Standing from okay. like 1984. <laughs> um, and because, I mean, it's, yes, it's absurd and, and very flamboyant, but it's also incredibly earnest in its own way, you know? So Definitely. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we ever captured the essence of an Elton John video. Right. I'm just saying like that sensibility has always sort of been in the back of my mind. And also I just loved the, the 1980s, you know, um, yeah. both uh, as like uh, just, you know, as, as a it's not a genre it's a decorate decade but the genres that were blossoming in the 1980s we love yeah. that sound a lot and we try to incorporate incorporate it into our tunes even now you know yeah and even is like yeah I, definitely all those 80s you know early mtv like highly influenced by that i couldn't like it couldn't be like i'm not gonna say like there's one director but just like all of that like super high budget stuff but at the same time it still looks so low budget because it's not high budget enough for them at yeah. the time because it still required like you know hundreds of people on set to you know put anything together and and so much time but yeah like the, just like the crappy keying of things back then like which probably looked really futuristic <laughs> mm -hmm. is just like yeah that's inspiring for sure um yeah like i keep i keep watching that like what is that michelle jarry uh jean-michel jarry the french synth uh his videos okay. are ridiculous. I've been trying to, I mean, I, I don't even know if that was, that's pre-MTV, but like, I just want to, it's so inspiring. Just a bunch of like head turns and they right. just, I don't know. I think you, uh, maybe I have the name wrong, but um, no, I mean, I, yeah, I, don't get, I can't think of one. I mean, there's a lot of great uh, contemporary music, musicians that uh, I think are making awesome stuff, but. Uh, right. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I was, you know, just curious of kind of, any yeah, artists and stuff that uh, potentially laid out the, the pathway to <laughs> becoming what you guys uh, are, are putting out. So you said you were coming out with another album. You said a soon to be eighth album. You got any details you can share on that or is it still a little bit in the works or? Definitely in the works. Um, I think we have 10 tracks that are, I don't know, 80%-ish done, you know? Um, oh, and yeah. so, you know, we, we, Still, still a lot of work to do and mixing yeah. and mastering and figuring out artwork and even name and all that stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't want to say it's more of the same, but, you know, we are, there's nothing super, super spectacularly new about it. Um, we're just, we're going for some more like sort of pop tunes with okay. some synth stuff in there and maybe an occasional lap steel guitar to put a little country flavor in there of course but i don't know anything else we any other secrets we want to divulge nick i mean yeah if you like the last two albums or maybe last three i feel like it's sort of kind of in that i mean or like any of our albums it, there's there's it's all there um right. some more interesting lyrics and concepts and i don't know <laughs> i think it, I, I mean if someone's a fan at this point, they'll probably still like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's you guys aren't process? expecting any kind of like, uh, like, um, take a bump in uh, listenership from this, are you? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Is small. <laughs> Oh, good. This yeah. is our first first podcast and also first invitation. So, yeah, um, that'll <laughs> give you an I idea. Mean, we We've only existed for eleven years, guys. Like, how many You know, more. who Number gets 11. on podcasts in their first eleven years of existence? Yeah. <laughs> no, <Not sure>. done. 
<laughs> no, you know, we, you know, this is both important, both to uh, the, like our podcast, because we love just kind of explaining any sort of context we can get to any sort of internet video that may not be fully, you know, public knowledge, but also, you know, like th- at the end of the day, part of this podcast is to just kind of indulge our curiosity on like you know talking to people that have been you know part of our vocabulary and there's plenty of people like us that appreciate you know uh you know a nice long conversation with uh you know people like you guys (laughs) so yeah so when when did um, good enough for me (laughs) i I can't remember off the top of my head i can't remember when cracked so that's when both of you kind of discovered that that video champagne taster so you would have showed me like probably what two or two a year after so i would have read it yeah because i would have met i met Dave here, like probably twenty, what fourteen ish, yeah, officially year at college. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, you probably got that article and then yeah, threw it up in a, a YouTube dive and uh, immediately, you know, Marco demands your undivided attention. So the first time I saw that, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like, <laughs> yeah. So is that like twenty thirteen or? Yeah, 2014 is, is probably when I saw it, and then 2013, okay. which the article, by the way, it's it says January 30th, 2099. I don't know if that was a mistake on their, their end or, like, part of a joke or something. So, I, yeah, we can't find the exact publication date of the article for some reason. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why it's like that. But, yeah, roughly in there, 2013, 14 is when we would have first found you guys. <laughs> Interesting. And then, yeah, what, you did, know, going back through the – the archives of people that we've known about um, we were like oh you know it'd be awesome to see what's up with that <laughs> did you find any any more of the uh Caselli project videos or is that just kind of it <laughs> oh yeah no i know I, I, I watched through all of them um yeah and you know i definitely want to talk about him because it's uh it's it seems very common on the champagne taste and some of those other Caselli project uh, videos where people, uh, you know, come looking and are, you know, very excited to see more about him. And unfortunately, you know, they realize the the news of his uh, passing, which, you know, God sucks, because like he really does seem just like not just hilarious, but kind of an enigma of a man, truly a, like a, a, a he's having fun. Yeah, like, yeah, not oh, taking yeah. nothing too seriously and, and you know, just a, a creature, a spectacle. <laughs> but yeah, he was uh, unique. So yeah. you guys met him in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you were, you were there. So, and yeah, you were going to ask right on the kind of like, you were making music in Chicago together at one point, And then. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask like what the process was like now working on an album, not living together. It's a little bit different than going home after high school and jamming. I <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Our, our first few, we were living in Chicago together. Uh, say 2009 to 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and actually we lived one, not even one block from each other, uh, okay. for mm-hmm. much, much of that. So it yeah. was real easy to just like bring my guitar over to his place. You know, mm-hmm. he had his kit, um, and actually do some physical recording, which I, you know, I think it's, I miss a lot, you know, mm-hmm. I think we're making it work, uh, remotely, but, uh, and then we would just get together and meticulously listen to the tracks together, mix them in person with each other. And, and uh that's how we did it you know and then also obviously have marco come over to do you know smart spoken (laughs) word vocals and Mm -hmm. and do a little bit of green screen video here and there you know so it was very much yeah it was a very much in-person operation um and now it's way different (laughs) yeah (laughs) just just sending stems now and like uh i don't know i feel like it still works it'd be be, i miss kind of like being able to like put stuff on loop and to just kind of like, you know, pen out some lyrics together. Like we did occasionally. Dave does probably the majority of the good lyric writing, but there's a couple of times where we would like uh, put our heads together and be like, kind of work like, I don't know, like Roche Roche or something like that. Yes, right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, look, you know, recording and they'd be able to like, hey, look, maybe we could try this or try that. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it really didn't slow us down at all. Nice. No. Yeah. There's definitely more tools like to, to, to do it remotely that, that constantly, I feel like kind of come out like the, you know, especially with the pandemic and everything, everything just had to become online, like by default. Yeah. Um, so yeah. at least there are the tools to, to make that work, but that, that's awesome that it's still quite possible to, to write the songs and everything. 
Uh, so, so how'd you guys beat him? You know, paint, paint the picture if you can. And, 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 you know, I, I don't know, we don't, we don't have to talk about it too much or anything, exactly how much you guys are comfortable with it and, and all, but you know, how, how'd you meet this, uh, this, you know, interesting fella? <laughs> well, we first met him at this bar, the happy village. I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar, not familiar with Chicago. It's, it's, it's enough. Wrigley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got okay. a brother who lives so, in Wrigleyville. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This was uh so we, we were mostly in the Ukrainian village. I guess Wicker, well, mostly just like Ukrainian village area. Um, and the bar, the Happy Village was in uh, East Village, East Ukrainian Village. And I worked a couple nights there and then we had a ping pong table in the back. And I think that that's what drew Mark in. Who was, he didn't, you know, he had a couple like Campari sodas or Campari vodka sodas. And, you know, he'd play, play ping pong. And then one time I was like, okay, this guy's too interesting. Like, I mean, just like, you know, just this, you know, thick Italian accent and, total nut like the way he would just kind of like roam around and spark up conversations with people and then I think I mean Dave probably met him like the day after I met him because I think once he started going there he went there like every day um and and obviously we'd both be regulars there too um and then yeah I introduced him to a regular to play ping pong with and then they became friends too and then he's, he's always coming back always hanging out there we're like this guy needs to he's just a star you know yeah yeah he's just like, just a natural like like we need to, we need to do something with this guy. And we had already been talking about probably making music or doing some kind of video project or whatever. Dave, I don't know if you want to go over from that. I mean, also his, his back, like Marco Caselli's background is irresistible. He was like a, uh, a hairdresser for a decade. He was right. an extra. Yeah. He was an extra in the fugitive and the <laughs> yeah. fugitive. Like, no, no, like, I didn't see that. Yes. Of him with like, with, with Harrison Ford and like, you know, Dustin right. Hoffman and whomever else. Well, so it was actually, this work of, of, yeah just an added detail to that he was actually the body double of harrison ford in the scene where he falls down the stairs <laughs> fighting with the one-armed man which is like a, a beginning scene when the one-armed man comes in and kills his wife so that's why in the in the picture he has a beard similar to what harrison ford was wearing in the early part of the film okay it's crazy i mean that's it's yeah. so like you know like you watch it again like holy shit is that that is that Marco? He's like, like maybe for this. a split second, like, you know, taking the fall, like hitting, yeah. hitting like the bottom stair or whatever, which is just, and then he was like, yeah, he was like selling uh, hot dogs in um, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off in some sort of like downtown scene. I think the parade scene or something. Oh, shit. Okay. I always wanted to like cut up, like really locate all these different scenes of him and then like <laughs> kind of like do a super cut of, of just Marco, yeah. but just, I guess, not enough time. But, Extra uh, acting reel, yeah. <laughs> there's one terrible boxing movie i can't remember the the actors in it oh my god but that's the best one where he's shaking the money yes he's shaking money he's placing a bet and he's like they're probably like you know just act like you're talking but he wasn't he was like moving his mouth it was so funny oh my god so ridiculous um and i think he was in oh he's in like half or two like oh there's a there's a list he did a lot of extra work in chicago films i think probably when they had that like first first tax break and they had like just a yeah. ton of ton of productions going on there. Um, but yeah. he was also just gung ho. He's like he'll do whatever, you know. Right. And <laughs> you know, and so he met us. He thought we were sort of nuts, but also, you know, quickly Takes learned. That we do have, yeah, we, <laughs> we we have you know we have a certain amount of artistic acumen, you know, and like if that's the right phrase. And and he was in, you know, and so we just went with it, you know. That's really awesome. Really didn't so how, think about it too much. <laughs> so how soon after did you guys like start that official project? Then I guess not, it sounds like probably not too long, huh? He was ready to go. <laughs> six six months, not okay. even. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I think we started. I mean, Champagne Taste was one of the first ones too. I feel like that, and uh, yeah, I think I think there was yeah, there's a couple ones that are like we did early on, like maybe even Vendetta. And Roche Roche, and then like, wow, these are these are actually like we're like, okay, let's keep going. These are getting yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but yeah, soon enough. Sorry to interject, but one name we have not mentioned because we're talking about champagne taste is the guy who played saxophone on that track, our yeah. other our also dear friend Lewis Stockwell, who was a just a madman on the saxophone, and he is no longer with us either. Damn. Um, so he was also working at the Happy Village and he witnessed mm -hmm. the, the formation of Univore and begr begrudgingly agreed to <laughs> loan us his jazz chops on this record. And it, I think it's, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. 
Oh, oh no, it, it it adds, I think, pretty much everything to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and brings it up and kind of gives it like like too much like, artistic credibility. <laughs> like but just the, like everything else kind of drags it down and tries to sabotage like that, like his mm-hmm. performance, but it all still sort of works. <laughs> yeah, so, I meant to I meant to ask. So, so you guys do have a couple other buddies, right? That that get in. Uh, I've noticed on the band camp it says there's a couple other people listed. So you got a couple other people that that help in, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah friend uh, uh, we- Brian Doherty played on a lot, a lot of bass on a lot of stuff. Uh, friend Sagan Jacobson, he also does music solo. Oh, and Brian does it as a band, with a band called Hood Smoke, and then also compose. He's been composing ballets recently. I got to catch up with him. Nice. Um, yeah, he's doing he's doing some interesting stuff. Uh, compositionally but then like uh yeah sagan great multi-instrumental vocalist he's landed some uh like his, his vocal chops on the last couple albums too along with other people Lori, who uh, uh Lori lachine that also um she she uh records under the name talk to strangers that's another band to check out um yes liam cloyd i mean he, he only contributed on one track but he's a friend of ours he's a great musician he goes by uh, Magic from Space. Check that stuff out. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's yeah, kind of our, are, our goal, yeah. too, to just collab, get all our buddies to just, you know, contribute in some way or another to not necessarily music, but just, like, projects in general. Like, dream goal is just give our all our friends jobs and make cool shit together. <laughs> that's great, man. Yeah, the more yeah. the merrier. You know, that's like the yeah. that's like the Steely Dan attitude. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, <laughs> I'm just saying, bring in all these studio musicians and and get them to contribute to your track. Yeah. yeah, right. Now you mentioned Vendetta and Ping Pong. So Marco had a uh, I have down here, you know, interesting story in the in the description of that video on um, some lots of uh, people kind of giving him giving him the business. So it's it's not like he got himself into a little bit of trouble here and there with ping pong. He was such a, a, a rabid fan of it. <laughs> Nick. I mean, I don't remember, I don't remember the vendetta uh, description so well. I mean, some of that, I, I think if I remember correctly, some of it might be a little uh, embellished. Okay. Uh, parts of it. <laughs> I don't remember. I do remember the, the, I guess the, uh, uh, the whole like impetus for the song Vendetta was because he was complaining about these two stories that happened to him recently where someone stole his bike or no, not, like, yeah. and I think that is, is referenced in the, in the, in the lyrics, but I like, guess yeah, so didn't someone like punch holes in his bike tires. And then it said something like that in the description. Yeah, there was like something the, no, like, yeah, yeah, no, I, mean, I guess I'm asking Dave because I'm trying to remember what, how Marco actually shared it. And I don't know how much of it is actually true from, <laughs> from the song is actually true or true from Marco's mouth. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he had he had, just had some beefs, and then we were just like, I just thought it, you know, we thought it was so funny to like, Vendetta. <laughs> like, you know, he's got this like, it's him reckoning, all this, uh, I don't know, classic uh, revenge story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the the video had nothing really to do <laughs> with a subject matter. You know, right. uh, Nick and I got shot in the face in a restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if there was a reference to a restaurant in there. We just needed to piece together some visual imagery, you know, of with course, right. whatever the yeah. hell was coming out of Marco's mouth, you know. Um, yeah, Marco didn't kill yeah. anyone, but he, he got mad enough to sound, it seemed like he might, <laughs> he might have thought about it. Um, yes. Yeah, it was just, yeah. <laughs> that video was fun. We filmed half of that in Chinatown in Chicago. Okay. Um, and Marco would walk into these, these uh, trinket shops, which some of which had actual swords. <laughs> I think one, he just pulled out the sword and the proprietor came rushing up and Marco just put it back in and just walked out. Not here to yeah, decapitate so- anyone. Like, <laughs> So I mean, it almost seems like he's sword shopping the whole time and then just pulls like this old revolver out. And then, like, yeah. It's like, would have made more sense if he like, yeah, just easier to fake, I guess, with a, with a pistol. Yeah, it seems like the, the, those videos with Marco are, were a blast to, to, to piece together any any way you could from uh, – so was he – it sounds like he had at least a pretty good amount in the writing. Um, did he just kind of come in and tell you stories and you just were like, all right, let's see how we can piece this uh, <laughs> into a piece? Oh, definitely, yeah. On most on most of them, that was – that he was involved with, that was the case, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, champagne taste. The narrative was all him. Yeah. I mean, that was like his story about getting pulled over with, you know, a crack, crack rock, rock in his throat. throat. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, that was, and he was wearing and so a we just sort of, Yeah. He came from a, a, a yeah, like, yep. like a, a catering gig downtown, got pulled over, swallowed the crack rock to hide it. <laughs> and then we just kind of like took that story and tried to make it uh, work it into the music, <laughs> musically. Yeah. And his, we, we, yeah, his girlfriend picked him up at the police station and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll leave the only mean, song about that. <laughs> all we had to do was transcribe like basically a story and put it into chunks that he could, you know, read and like, you know, time it up to the verses and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, he made that narrative very easy because it was just, it happened to him, you know? And so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we had, like, the best, best dressed man in prison and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> we, we, we added our own little touches and the, Oh yeah, no, true. I shouldn't be driving this car. I mean, but uh, you know, it's all, all, I mean, he was the muse for that whole album, like pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of those. I mean, Rocher, Rocher wasn't his story. That was just like we were watching some Winter Olympics at the time, and we thought that'd be hilarious to <laughs> write a song about him, uh, yeah. about so, Jeannie Rocher. But, it's so yeah. damn quotable. Like almost every line is so immediately memorable, <laughs> and, and <laughs> it makes sense why it gets so ingrained, kind of in in your head, to where it's just gonna pop up randomly. Like it's just stuck in my head again. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a. This house is very much uh, fans. <laughs> now, do you you said uh, best dressed man in prison? Do you have a favorite Marco outfit? Because he seems to be, you know, his, his clothing is is all all over the place in the absolute best way. So, <laughs> and follow up to that, whose idea was the headdress and champagne? <laughs> mm. That, that was uh, that was my idea because it was more of well more of the album art too and then we we're like okay let's use this uh, you know put it on for a second because it's the album cover of him um, and that was before a lot of people got heat for uh, appropriating right, yeah. <laughs> yes um, and that wasn't the intention anyways I, I, I just thought there were so many interesting things about it like I mean I'm not like trying to say it's so much deeper than just putting a cool headdress and like you know shooting him in front of the lake. Yeah, but I mean, there's like you know, there's like that like that old uh, Italian wrestler or the the wrestler, the WWF wrestler that was like an Italian guy, and like in uh, old films, like they would never yeah, have like Native Americans. I was just like this Italian guy put the hat. I don't know. It just it's it was hilarious to me. It was more just like you know, I mean, there's it no that, that 2010. What the hell is this? So perfectly like you know, okay. <laughs> especially the fever dream aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I mean, I think it was more of like a out of left field sort of seasoning i don't know definitely yeah <laughs> i mean my, my to refer back to indulgences that video from one of our albums <laughs> um i do i did i did it my favorite marco outfit to answer your question is uh when he put on the the stockings and right <laughs> solicited yeah. nick nick in his car at the end <laughs> of that video so that that was great yeah that that's pretty classic yeah, yeah, well, he, he, he had totally game for it. Like no, no yeah. issue. Shame, completely shameless. <laughs> On a side note to Champagne Taste, I do want to say, even though we had to kind of like piece and record him in little little pieces, we did have one show, and it was like we had other other musicians play our our music, which was just like we we didn't actually perform ourselves. But at one point, we had Marco go up and perform Champagne Taste, and I was like, there's no fucking way he's gonna remember it. And he absolutely crushed it. And yeah. for like the 10 people that were there, they got something special. Like I, I do remember, actually it was, a, it was a small place. Where was that? What's the name of that venue? The, the, the bar, Whistler. The Whistler, the Whistler yeah. Logan Square, yeah. Yeah, so it was a really cool little cocktail bar. And they always had good music and taste, you know, tasteful things. Um, and yeah, they, they packed everyone in. We, we did, you know, it was a small, small venue, but it was filled. And they did go absolutely ape shit when yeah. he crushed yeah. it. And it, was, it was, I, like Dave and I were honestly like looking at each other like, yeah, <laughs> and the band up. behind him was like like some of the you know these great jazz musicians. Like yeah. one of them, like you know, put on an album that was written up by Pitchfork, and like Brian was playing bass and like leading that band. They're like killer musicians, mm -hmm. so they crushed it. It was great. <laughs> we, we just sat back and drank. Yes, and watched. We watched. Yeah, we watched a performance of our own song, and de deliberately did not perform it ourselves. So that yeah, was I was yeah. say, you guys as Univore, you've never performed live, correct? Correct. No. But interesting that your one concert was kind of like all covers of yourself. You know, that's an yeah. interesting way to do it for sure. <laughs> While we <Yeah>. were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely stupid. <laughs> 
Now, is there footage of Marco's one live performance, or is that kind of lost to the ether? No. <laughs> you, would the- think, you would think people with cameras that like to shoot video would have brought one. But no, yeah, we, I totally, I, I, I guess it never crossed my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I was worried about. We had like a projection in the back, so I was like, I know I was worried about that. I'm worried about sound and everything. And I don't know. Hindsight twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's probably better. It wasn't. It probably wouldn't right. Be I remember. Anybody or like that the hears audio this. would be bad or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody that hears this can imagine. You know, they can they can imagine the mysterious one and only live performance of Marco. And <laughs> right, and probably one. early enough where people weren't pulling out like high quality cameras on their phone either there is a little bit i think of uh, a recording of when sagan and brother george did the first set it was like kind of like more of a roots rock band that did the first set and then had like a jazz band do kind of like jazz renditions at the end and uh there's a little clip of that okay that i think i have somewhere but yeah now I might be asking you uh, to essentially to pick your favorite kid, but do you guys have a favorite song that you've put out? Not like just kind of in it maybe like personally meant something or, you know, just was like, wow, we nailed it. Just anything that you, uh, you know, <laughs> stood out a little bit to yourself. I mean, I, I think my favorite song of ours is uh, I've been trying to run into you. Um, I don't know. First of all, I think it's a great title. But yeah. also, I don't know, it's, 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 a, it's a pretty, you know, sort of somber, serious tune, but it still has those like, like super heavy, creamy synth, you know, element and just some cool 80s guitar and very simple, you know, it's sort of short um, right. and sort of a little bit poppy and reminds me a little bit of Genesis, you know, uh, hmm. but also, I, I also love the video. That's probably my favorite video um, that yeah, good Nick, video. Has, Nick has ever done. Nick did that 100% without me. Um, and so, I don't know, I think that's a great, that's probably my favorite. Very nice. <laughs> I mean, I probably more, I, I'm more into our, the stuff we've done recently. I think I really like the album, uh, Conk, which is two albums ago. I mean, our last album's good too, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, they're like, they're really, um, I do like Cheeseburger Beach. I think yeah. <laughs> I, I like that, I like that video too. Like that's one of my favorites. Um, that's a great one. I don't know. Like Mark, if Marco was in that band, that would be the only way I think I would have been happier with the way that was done. Okay. Or and well, Dave being there, although I kind of love how someone was playing you. Like Dave, <laughs> Dave, well, like Dave, Dave's boy, uh, he didn't didn't Cyrus have an accident or something? And like you, you, you like basically dumped a, like a bunch of guitars on me, like a bass, uh, like a you gave me your yeah, you yeah. gave me the strat, the lap steel, and a bass. And we had people to you know play the drummer and the bassist. And then Sagan, who was singing there, he's the guy that we work with, Sagan Jacobson. But Dave was supposed to be playing the lap steel with the hat. And that was all his costume and everything. But then we got our friend, <laughs> uh, Andy LeMay Cox. He's a really great painter um, to sit in. So it worked out. But, you know, what could have been a real disaster turned out to be kind of interesting. And I think he's credited as playing you in the... <laughs> in the description but i I, I like that song i think it's kind of fun it's so stupid though like i mean i don't know but i I like it yeah my uh my girlfriend initially wanted me to mention her favorite song and then she told me not to because she was uh said she'd be embarrassed but i'm gonna do it anyways uh she said yeah you have to now yeah yeah exactly angela's her favorite she played that in her car quite a bit (laughs) that's that's a great song though that's Dave. Dave wrote. I mean, yeah, lyrically and uh, musically, wrote that one. And you know, I just helped kind of, I guess, produce it and bring in the different other sounds to it. But yeah, it's killer. Lyrics are killer. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a great. Yeah, I really like that song. <laughs> I ri- I ripped off like a tiny portion on the refrain uh, of a Burt Bacharach melody uh, from like 1964 for that. That's that was my secret sauce for for Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys are into Burt Bacharach, but I am. So um, we're going to check yeah, out but, anything and everything you mentioned during this. Cool. <laughs> Great, actually, good. We listened to a lot of Burt Bacharach at the restaurant. Really? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that that's funny. Great. You know, I was actually thinking like Dave and I should start like a Univore podcast and just kind of talk about stuff we listened to that week. 
and just kind of like you know i'm sure we don't have time for it but i think it'd be fun <laughs> right yeah it'd be great uh but yeah obviously the video for angela was a work of absolute genius yeah and we got talk about marco's like just connect, oh, yeah. weird connections he knew a guy who owned a <laughs> yacht well no okay. it's, <laughs> e- it's it's even better it's, it's even better than that so he knew this guy tony that was a yacht mechanic so he, he so the day's like he's like hey babe, like Marco's like hey babe we're gonna go down we're gonna go see the yacht uh we're gonna meet my guy tony and he i think he even laid out that this guy was the mechanic or owned a yacht oh yeah first he said he owned a yacht okay so i i think i'm going there going down to this fancy chicago yacht club to meet the owner of the yacht that supposedly is going to give us this thing for free to shoot the music video and I, I pull up and I'm waiting there kind of in this like little circle or whatever. And Marco's like, I'll be there soon. And then <laughs> what pulls up in front of me is just probably like textbook jalopy. <laughs> like I've never, like, I mean, if, yeah, like if you looked up a definition of a jalopy, this would be right. the picture next to it. And it was really like, I mean, I'm not even saying that in a kind of like just an asshole way. Like I'd never make fun of anyone for having, but again, I'm, I'm I'm planning on meeting a guy that owns a yacht, so I, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect a jalopy to pull up. I mean, like you know, like you know, picked up the different mismatching colored doors from the junkyard, and like, <laughs> like the you know, like I mean, like the trunk is has like you know some one of those like uh, zip tie, right? <laughs> Anything you can imagine, maybe a little duct tape here and there. I mean, it was just like like a cartoon jalopy, and I was just like I was like crying with laughter. Like I could, I couldn't even like. I was like almost shaking. I was like, "This can't be real." So I mean, like the track record now is, you know, working with Marco on all of Caselli Project and doing all those ridiculous things. Now this is just like this is getting better. Anyhow, so this guy ends up he was a mechanic, but does own his own yacht. Just really, I guess, really thrifty with money, which is uh, just interesting. But yeah, so his buddy Tony, who was also on the yacht, like connected us with some guy that made money with a maybe a cellular company or like his dad did and he was just like some you know just living off a trust fund like older guy maybe a little older than us he was nice i can't even remember his name he piloted the yacht and it was like one of i think two and it was like kind of like the one he rents out occasionally but like he paid for the fuel so i mean i i mean all we did was buy like some alcohol and and got some pizza and like got people some scarves and like maybe some like yeah some you know that you mentioned to their clothing now that you mentioned it, Marco really does seem like a yeah, I know a guy yeah. type of dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But well, yeah, he, the- <laughs> yeah. A pretty That's famous awesome. photographer took the picture of Caselli, uh, uh project, too. Um, oh, man, his name's escaping me right now. Yeah. Mine. But he's in the Photography Hall of Fame, and I, I met him. He's a really nice guy. Um, but, man, even that was weird. It was like the photographer owed <laughs> a friend of Marco's a favor. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, and it was like pink pong bet debts that it gotta be settled up. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was really, really strange. And the guy that like was owed the favor had this like real gangster sort of like Chicago gangster vibe to him. And then Mark, Marco was in no way affiliated with organized crime, at least that I knew of him. Never, never, he was just a party boy. Like just yeah. like, yeah, never, just like, you know, continued to party throughout his life um but yeah there's there's just so much weirdness involved with almost everything marco got us into that is amazing great. <laughs> yeah. now another comment that i see a lot is how the hell aren't you guys the most popular band on earth a lot of people uh that are obsessed with you ask that um which you know i i, I would argue that too that you, you were at least a slightly underrated from from where like you know you a hundred percent like should be, but what are your guys is like, do you have any sort of like end goal or like desire of fame or, you know, I just go, is this like good enough for you? You know, I just, what, what is your, your true like aspirations with Univor either realistic or not, I guess. <laughs> I mean, this, I, I, I mean, would, I, I would like okay. to be recognized <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and make yeah. money, you know, I but- mean, if, if that was like, yeah, I think like, I don't even know if I didn't have something like, I mean, this is definitely one of my more creative outlets. Like the only thing I really like, you know, doing this kind of stuff gets my, gets my rocks off for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's just, yeah, sometimes it's a matter of time. I mean, you got to do a lot. If you really want to, I mean, 
Well, that's, I don't know. There's so many factors into it, but yeah, I mean, it'd be great. Yeah, of course it'd be great to be recognized for stuff. And I think early on we kind of got, we had a little bit of traction and then obviously it's, you know, with, with those viral, viral kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. No real aspirations, but either way, I mean, like I plan on continuing and making music one way or the other and, and weird stuff, but yeah, you know, I mean, definitely going into like, we don't, we don't, we're certainly not writing anything thinking, <clears throat> oh, this is the one. Right. Know? So, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I figure like, I figure like at, at best, like maybe 10 years from now, someone like a numero group or something will like re-release our whole catalog. And like, <laughs> we might get like a five on whatever <laughs> yeah. fucking pitchfork is or whatever, <laughs> like a mediocre score. Yeah. I don't know. What was That'd it like? Cool. Those, like those dudes that did um, the Bastow brothers, like the, remember like the Bruton, they did like production music, like old Bruton stuff. And they got, oh, yeah. they got like some late kind of notoriety yeah. and really, you know, um underground sort of ways but yeah maybe something like that i don't know yeah there's definitely a lot of luck that goes into the internet sometimes we're sitting here like what the hell are we doing wrong uh but you know <laughs> it's just uh, how it goes <laughs> but yeah guys you know thank yeah, you i mean for... i mean i oh go ahead go ahead <laughs> so, oh sorry go on <laughs> they're trying to end their podcast i know i was just gonna add <laughs> no, i know go ahead, man yeah, we've got enough on the podcast guys. I but can't no. even remember what it, I was going to say something flowery about. I don't even know what. So I'm just going right. to stop talking. <laughs> oh, we think we're great. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we really like it. We do. I mean, I, I definitely do. I know we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dudes, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on for real. It's been a blast. Very informative. You know, we got all our questions answered here on our uh, curiosity of, of all that is Univor. Got our rocks off. Yeah, truly. <laughs> but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Where, where are you? Like, I know you're in Champagne. Is that your house? Like, what room are <laughs> yeah, you sitting in? Yeah, my bed's right there. <laughs> like, oh, really? Nice. Nice, cool. <laughs> yeah, very homegrown. You know, it started in my bedroom, and you could see uh, the background of my actual bed and stuff. We decided to upgrade finally at the one year mark. Yeah, uh, once I got into the master bedroom. Yeah, we had to we had to really uh, go all out, and uh, you know, we're, we're nose to the grindstone every once in a while, talking to internet characters like yourselves. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh-huh. But yes, I, uh, you know, I'll put all your guys' links down in the description for anybody that wants to check you out. And uh, it should be everyone listening and watching. Yes, it should, everyone that is listens to this should be clicking those links down there. And, um, you know, thank you for coming on. Yeah, you guys said first podcast. It's, it's quite an honor to get uh, yeah, awesome. some inside scoops and some, some context to, uh, you know, like I said, the enigma of a man that is Marco Casali, <laughs> that the, the internet collectively anybody that runs into collectively kind of cries out in anguish and kind of tips their hat to to that that gentleman <laughs> as they should yeah absolutely he's yeah. a legend but awesome you know we'll stay in touch if thank we ever uh, have anything we need to run by you guys we 100 percent will and uh thank you again for coming on yeah thanks for inviting us <laughs> for sure take it cool. easy thanks so much All right. have thanks a good for one. having us